Hey, you're listening to the Deathscography Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jeremy. This is episode 35. Still fucking doing it. Yeah, I... How how long? How long must we do this? <laughs> well, if fucking Death Wish would chill out with all Just, these new releases. Yeah, these hot new releases from 2004. <laughs> no, no, the one no, I'm talking about the ones they're actually doing now. Oh right. Well, yeah, they're, they did they're, just... they're extending <laughs> our future misery. Anyway. Yeah, who who knows? Maybe like five years from now. I don't know. Uh I don't know. Anyways, yeah. So if you've never listened before, um, we are chronologically working our way through the Death Wish Inc. discography, and every episode we have an in-depth conversation about a particular record. Um, but just putting this up in the front, we are just fans. We don't claim to be experts. A lot of the information we get is sourced from user-edited sites such as like Wikipedia and Discogs. So, you know, we do what we can, but take it with a grain of salt. I do but try we're to about, get... But we're about to quit saying that because <laughs> I feel like 35 episodes in, we're... We're pretty big experts. <laughs> We're a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> all right. Anyways. I mean, if you guys, if you guys are with us, thirty-five episodes in, then you fucking know. <laughs> hey, so, you fucking know. You fucking know. If you started uh, on this one, go back. Start. Hey, somewhere no. Else. If you started on this one, you fucking know. You fucking all right? know. All right. I already know. <laughs> this episode, we have a special guest uh, co-host. You want to say hello, Tim? Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi, sorry, yeah, so I'm Tim, uh, Tim Beck. Uh, I host a, another podcast, it's called Just an Insight. Um, yes. And that's how I kind of got to, to know these guys, they were kind enough to, to reach out, share some love, and we've been in their buds since day one, I think. Kind of <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Tim, you were one of the first people, uh, we were talking about this before the show, you were one of the first people that responded to us on Twitter, and it, it helped. I think it was one of the first times where I was like, Jeff, Someone in Europe is listening to our podcast. <laughs> like this is kind of cool. What was what's the other guy from Jensen, Europe? Was, Jensen. Yeah, uh, yeah he, I think he fucking left. I don't. I don't think he listens anymore. He's out. Like, so like, am, I, am, am I the, the token European guy? Yes. <laughs> yes. E, the, even though England's not in Europe anymore. Well, right, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's close enough. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, well, as far as uh, I mean, we're from America. We're from the United States, so like. It's in Europe, as far as we're concerned. <laughs> yeah. Like whatever intercontinental politics you guys have going on, like Americans are just like, oh yeah, England is Europe, right? Like it's yeah, yeah. yeah England we're is the, Europe. We're the yeah. capital of Europe. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So um, I mean, that's where the Queen of Europe lives, right? Right. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> god damn it uh but yeah so tim you you do just an insight podcast um yeah uh i i remember like when you when you responded to us on twitter for the first time i like checked you out i was like oh it's, maybe it's just this is a random podcast but i think the first like you had done interviews with someone from is it was it misery signals or misery was it i'm trying to remember Jeremy always he always fucks this up he always I gets do. the bands confused <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways so, you had done, sorry go ahead yes yeah, sorry no, i was gonna say so basically like during well ironically when lockdown happened over here in the uk my old laptop completely 
disintegrated. Nice. So I took a I took a bit of a pause from doing the podcast because obviously I couldn't do it. I didn't have the equipment or anything. Right. Um, but when I kind of came back, I kind of set the bar as high as I could to try and get like a quote unquote bigger name. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up getting Stu from Misery Signals because they were coming back with their first album in. Mm-hmm. God knows how many years. Right, right. But, but I weirdly have a connection with Stu. So as I was saying to you guys before, um, I do a bit of like tour driving. And one of like the main bands I tour with is a band from here in the UK called Svalbard. And uh, um, they went on tour with Comeback Kid. And Stu okay. is Comeback Kid's guitarist as well as Misery gotcha, Signals. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So... I kind of had a bit of a, an affinity right. with him already. So it wasn't completely weird. Like we knew each other, which was cool. <laughs> but a lot of the times it is like, it's weird. Like I always kind of reach out to these people just because I, like, I'm like you guys, I'm a fan of their music. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I don't claim to be an expert in any shape or form, but we always have these really cool conversations and I end up like, not all the time because some of the times it is a bit more formal, but sometimes the conversations go on tangents and you feel like, really close and connected with them like afterwards like mm-hmm. uh, an example like one i did recently um are you guys familiar with the band mortality rate yes yes so i spoke to jess nicks their vocalist and like now we're like internet friends like we, right like we like <laughs> chat on like like instagram it's, and stuff all the time which is really cool I, I, i've run into a similar thing it's crazy like it's it's that thing that you when you run into people like that and you start talking to them like it's that like really strong reminder that it's like oh people are just people like (laughs) you know like oh yeah absolutely oh you fucking like uh star trek 2 sick yeah (laughs) okay it's like so one of like uh, two of like the quote-unquote bigger ones i've done like for me Uh uh were with lex marshall from daughters and justin pearson of some girls fame right right we're actually and stuff we're actually Justin is, try, is trying to we're trying to get him on here too because yeah, like, we're you know, just trying to get our schedules girls, so. to work out but like I was like super nervous because I was uh, like oh my god I grew up listening yeah, to these bands yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> but it's like oh no he's just a dude who's really yeah. cool <laughs> he's just a dude Justin a dude god damn it Jeff I was there <laughs> <laughs> no I said it first you, you suck <laughs> I'm cool you're not alright alright <laughs> anyway that's fucking right, well, awesome, yeah, uh, and and ju- and and Justin Insight is on uh, all the majors, right? Like you can find it anywhere you listen yeah, to podcasts. Yeah, yeah, we're, right? we're on Apple Podcasts, right. Spotify, yeah. SoundCloud, all right. that. Um, yeah. I'm gonna do if you don't mind. I'm just gonna say like because you guys come. This goes out on Tuesdays, doesn't it? Uh, Mondays. 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 Okay, so yeah. so obviously Monday for you guys, but Tuesday for when I come out, um, our guest will be Andy Gibb from Thal, and oh shit. They just, what? So yeah, so they obviously Sick. just did the the split with well the collab sorry with Emily Ruth Rundle. So uh-huh. there's a lot of talk about that and right. stuff about how foul kind of started and stuff like that. Hell so yeah, that's yeah, awesome. I actually, uh, I'm waiting. I just got the email that their second split with the Here's Collective, Val's second split with the Here's Collective, is, is about to show up in my mailbox. I fucking oh, I love awesome. that band. I love that band. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah, wait till we get rad. to them in like three years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. right. <laughs> but, all right, so my th- here's the deal. All right, we're we're ten minutes in, so maybe we'll tell you what record we're talking about today. Oh yeah, maybe internet internet world. Uh, so we're talking about "Call Me Armageddon" by the band The Power and 
the glory yeah the power and the glory yes. it's a little bit okay. of a weird name but yes <laughs> right why well, I, I like I, I i keep wanting to call it the power and glory but it's the power and the glory yes um my thing is when uh when you and jeremy first started talking about you possibly coming on tim mm. you wanted to come on this episode specifically yes uh, and talk about this <laughs> record and i want to know why um, so I kind of have like a weird affinity with this record. So I've got like an older brother who put me onto a lot of music and uh -huh. obviously a lot of the sort of heavier stuff. And obviously he was like listening to Converge and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. And he had this CD and I know we're going to talk about the artwork in a minute, but right. the artwork was like, I saw that. I was like, what the fuck is this sort of thing? Right. And so, right. so if I give you a bit of like time frame at this point, I was probably listening to, like deathcore bands, like gotcha. Job for a Cowboy, mm -hmm. Dahlia Murder. How and things old like that. were you? How old were you? Old were you at this point? Sixteen, seventeen. Okay, okay. How, okay. How, how old are you now? I'm thirty-one. Thirty-one. <laughs> okay, you're right, right, right between me and Jeff. I'm thirty. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. yeah, I was listening to like sort of like the deathcore kind of stuff. I gotcha. Was, I was edging towards hardcore mm -hmm. because like. I was getting bored of like all the brie and yeah. nonsense sort of stuff. About where I was at that point. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like I was just like sifting through records in my brother's room, came across this because I was like, oh, that artwork looks sick. Put it on. And like my initial reaction was like, oh my God, this is no, this is too much. And I just yeah. <laughs> turned yeah. it off. Yeah. But I remember that I remember that kind of experience, like running into bands. Like, like I think we talked about Converge. Like the first time I heard Converge, I was like, Jesus, this is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, exactly. The first thing that comes to my mind is I was probably like 13 and I was listening to, I don't know, like <laughs> I was maybe listening to like Avenged Sevenfold. I don't know what I was listening right. to, yeah, uh, yeah. but I definitely heard Evergreen Terrace for the first time. And I was like, this <laughs> is too much. I can't yeah. handle these vocals. I don't know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you so find yeah, the C so you find the CD in your brother's room and you like the the art, but then you listen to the first track and you're like, nope. <laughs> yeah. So, so then it like it kind of was one of those records that I forgot about for ages, and then uh -huh. it wasn't until like I started listening to bands like Rise and Fall and mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah. That I kind of like it was. I think it was like when like I was using Last FM like heavily, okay. and they would always come up as like a uh, oh an artist if you like this band sort of right. thing. So I was like, oh, I remember this. Like I'll go back and I'll check it out. And over time, it kind of grew on me. And as my sort of taste has developed, like right. it's just sat with me. And now I just kind of view it as this really like abrasive, visceral record. That, Absolutely. Like. I think like, we'll probably get into it in a bit more in a minute, but it like it sets the groundwork for a lot of those bands that I found out later and kind of like went back yeah. to the power and the glory. So, so for me, I right. they're from Georgia. They're from Atlanta. Mm. Uh, and I, you know, Jeremy lives in Florida now, but he's from Georgia originally. And I've lived in Georgia my whole life. And like, I'm, I'm going to be a straight up. Like I've never fucking heard of this band before. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, no. Me, me too. Like, like for real had never heard like, of them. When I began listening to it for this episode, I was like, what the fuck? This is like 100% up my alley. Like how have I never heard this band? Before? Yeah. Okay. So, um, this is, uh, okay, so this is what, Deathwish uh, 33, but it's the 35th Deathwish release. This is the first Deathwish band from the Southeast. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and they're from Atlanta. Like I lived in Atlanta for a time. And mm-hmm. I'm like Jeff said, I'm from Georgia. Never heard of this band. Never. And this record is like you just said, right up my alley as well. And it's just yeah. like, I don't know how I missed it. Well, let's get into it. Like, what's the what's the story, Morning Glory? On, okay. okay. On, <laughs> whoa, no, 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 I fucked that up. I could have done better. What's the story of the power, the power and, and the glory? The power and the glory. Ah, got him. Okay, uh, so this record uh, came out in 2004, and it is the first and only The Power and the Glory album. Bummer. However, however, nope. the band existed... Uh, they, they considered the band to have uh, started in about 92 or 93... What? Even though they were only called the Power and the Glory from 2003 to 2007, there was a name change. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so okay. Uh, I, I reached out and I was able to get in contact with both the vocalist Ezra and the guitarist Ken. So I have nice. a lot of uh, direct direct source information, which me and Tim were talking before this episode. Uh, really hard to find information about this band, um, and I think that's one of the things that like. Uh-huh. Uh, like one of the reasons I hadn't heard of them, like like, like they're not talked about, like, uh-uh. uh, and it's a shame because uh, not to give too much away, but I fucking really like this album. Uh, you can <laughs> you you can still purchase a Call Me Armageddon button in the Death Wish store. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> which um, okay. makes me think. Which makes me think that they got like a thousand of them made or something. And no and they're one. Just like, they're just like sitting on a shelf in the Death Wish like there's warehouse. Like, there's like a spider on it. Like, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> but you never know. Uh, they might get a spike after this. So that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the deathscography spike. You know, we have, it's, a, it's, we have a lot of. I'm sure they'll get two or three plays on Spotify because of us. I'm (laughs) sure that they will sell at least one because Jeremy is going to buy it. Probably. Uh, 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 I will say that they only press this. They only press this record uh, once mm -hmm. and it is hard to find. I want to own it, but it's not. Yeah, it's not for sale because it's like Lovecraft books. Like people don't like old versions like. People don't get rid of them, so they're hard to find. Yeah, uh, yeah. because they just exist in people's collections. Like, yeah, they just hold on um, to it. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, obviously there are like new versions and pressings, but this record only existed for the one pressing. So, it, like, it seems so. I mean, obviously there's like I think there's CDs, but I don't I don't want to buy a CD. So you can like you can like see them in other people's discog collections. Yes, but they're not for. <laughs> it's on it's <laughs> on my <laughs> watch list. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I'm like, I'm just like, please let me see the fucking record. <laughs> but is okay. it, and, and also, is it, aren't, isn't it like silk screened? Isn't the record yeah. like, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's kind of fancy. So, so you're even more like, God damn it. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So Ezra Tell us was the ex- history. Yeah. Here's the history of the band. Ezra. Uh, uh, so when I, I first messaged Ken and he was like, no, 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 no. You need to talk to Ezra. Ezra has a fucking killer memory. He'll tell you everything you need to know. And he so, did. So, so so you're saying that Ken is not better than Ezra. What? <laughs> I didn't know where he was going with that. Where either. are you going with that? <laughs> better than Ezra, the band? Uh, I'd have never. <laughs> what? That, the... that is over my head. All right. <laughs> it's fine, you uncultured swine. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, so Ezra did give me a ton of details on on the band. So thank you, Ezra, for for responding to my email. 
Um, but yeah, so on how the band started, he said the band started in like 92 or 93 in Atlanta under the name uh, Broken. Uh, Ken and Brian, who were the guitarist and drummer, uh, were in the band along with Brian's brother, Chris, who plays bass later. Uh, they released a split seven inch and a full length on Sta uh, Stand Fast Records. Um, and then so like that, they considered that the, the beginning of the band because it really was like the same dudes throughout the whole lineup. Like the, I mean, yeah, the, like the core, the core men are right. the core members. But so they started as broken. They started as broken. And then in 1996, he says they realized the, that there were 5 million <laughs> other bands called broken. Well, okay. So they, <laughs> they, they get a new bass player and a second guitar player. And then they, they chose to change their name to downpour. Uh, and downpour, uh, Ezra says, uh, they were not, they did not name themselves after the Converge song. So uh -huh. there's a Converge song called Downpour. And for those yeah. of you who don't know, this band has a lot of similarities to Converge. Uh -huh. So when they, when the band went and recorded this record with Kurt Ballou, uh, <laughs> uh, they 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 knew he was just looking at him the whole time just like <laughs> just like you fucking, you fucking nah. guys well but he says uh ezra says not we were not named after the converge song much to kurt Ballou's surprise when we did our first string of shows with converge a few years later and recorded with him uh okay so but as downpour the band released an ep on jock records in 1998 uh, and then they had a few lineup changes and that's when Ezra joins. Ezra joins on vocals in 2000 with Chris moving back to bass. Uh, and they released a full length on eulogy records. Jeff, oh, we're label mates. Hey, with we're label mates with these guys. <laughs> yeah. For oh. those of you who don't know, our band machinist did a record on eulogy. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I, I'm sure they had a great experience with that. I'm record sure. Label. I'm sure they had a great experience. Uh, so they released this re uh, full length on eulogy in the U S uh, and, and that is about, that was the last thing uh, downpour did. Um, and then they eventually changed their name, which I'll go into in a minute. So yeah, technically been a band. They were a band from 92 to 2007, 15 years. Yeah. Pretty. So they released a uh, two full length splits, EPs and stuff, but like, they only released this one LP under this banner under the name, the power and the glory for me. Like it, it's still like amazing to me that like, so like this came out in 2004, right? Yeah. So uh, in 2004, I was graduating high school and I was like, I was leaving new metal behind and like leaning heavily into like, like power metal and thrash metal. Mm -hmm. But like, it's crazy to me that this band existed and put this record out in 2004. Yeah. Because it's so, mm. it's just so like. In your state. <laughs> yeah, in my state, which is insane to me, which means that, you know, this band probably played the town I'm from. Because yeah, we, were like, say, you, you we were like, you definitely would have been we in like the same place stop, where they were playing. You know, we're like, we were like a stop on the interstate. Like the town that I live in, Valdosta, is like, it's like you have to go through it to get into Florida. So tons of bands play here on the way down to Florida. So like this band probably played Valdosta. Probably. Which, yeah. Which is, which is crazy. Like they're like, they're just like three hours above me. And, Jeff, do you uh, reckon you might have accidentally seen them and just not realized? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Because, because, well, maybe later, but in 2004, Ooh. absolutely not. Uh, because, uh, like I said, I would have heard it and been like, mm, too much, <laughs> yeah. too much. He sounds like a dog barking too much. <laughs> I don't, I am not appreciative of this 
music. <laughs> that's uh, how you talked in 2004. Yeah, that's, that's, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I talked like that. Um, I'm sorry. I'm having trouble because you guys don't know who fucking better than Ezra is. I'm just like, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still I'm, on I'm, it. I'm still kind of stuck on it. I'm fixing to <laughs> blow you the fuck up with these YouTube videos. <laughs> we'll. we'll <laughs> I'll watch them after we get to guys. I, ha- I fucking knew that this dude's name was Ezra and I have prepared several, <laughs> several puns for this episode. And you guys have fucking ruined it. That, that's so, it. Sorry. Sorry, dude. Uh, all right. Uh, so I got a little bit more information uh, about the history of the band here. Uh, uh, I was talking to Ezra and this is uh, we were talking about how long the band lasted. Um, and he said, so we last the, the, the power and the glory lasted from 03 to 07. But really, it was 92, you know, to 2007. Um, he says for their last show, we had a show booked in Atlanta at a punk house called the I Day that had been in the hands of different kids on and off for about a decade. At most, it held like 50 people, but a couple hundred people showed up. <laughs> and the cops shut down the show before we played. Oh, yes. <laughs> so Good. technically, our la- or so our last show was technically in Chattanooga a oh, week or God. two before <laughs> uh, the Atlanta show that was busted up. He said we then went into our practice space and continued writing songs for the next year, but we eventually ran out of steam due to growing obligations with work, etc. Also, we were all kind of tired at that point, so that's why uh, they broke up. They ended up not doing anything after that. So what I thought was quite interesting, I, I tried to see if like you like you just mentioned there, Jeremy, like if they did anything afterwards. Yeah, like, and I like couldn't right find on. I couldn't find like that any of them because like it's like musicianly, I guess we'll get into it in a bit more in a minute, but like they're really like competent musicians for very that talented. all the time. Very talented. So you yeah, think super. they'd like you think, oh, they'd go on and do other stuff, but you just can't they probably yeah, like, did, who, but you can't who, find it. Who releases like this like crushing of a fucking record and then like and then just walks away doesn't go on to you would think that they have something more to contribute artistically to the world like yeah so um i I don't know it's crazy ezra did mention he's he's like none of us are in bands now uh he said ken did play guitar on most uh so jeff jeff this is for you on most precious bloods our lady of annihilation you're goddamn oh, right he did. Uh, so, and he says, I think it was that record. And then he says, Sean, oh. our fill-in drummer for the European tour after we released this record came out and now plays in a band called Cloak. But that's it. The fill-in drummer is the only dude who's, who went on to like Interesting. do other stuff. Uh, I And actually looking up information about uh, this band, I did find that their guitarist, Ken, is now an artist in Portland. Uh, he oh, has wait, a web- is this the guy you sent me? This the, is the guy the I sent art- you, yeah. The this is where he is contributing artistically to the world. It's because amazing. Stuff. It is really good. Yeah. Tim, uh, you should check it out. I think we'll it's the link. Uh, his it's kin com or something like that. Um, but he does like really, really cool, like woodworking stuff, but like also screen prints. It's oh, so and, and, and he's like still super politically active and like, um, you know, super active in like veganism and then stuff like that. Anti uh, capitalism stuff. And it's like, it's awesome. He's got an Etsy shop. Everyone should check it out. It, it's really, really, really cool stuff, Ken. Uh, but yeah, none of them went on to do other band stuff, though. Which, which you is know, bizarre. Bonkers, honestly. Bizarre. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, like, the one thing, like, it's funny you said about the filling drummer, because, like, the like the drummer on this record is, 
I don't know his name, but it's just insane. Uh, so, Brian Lunsford. Just like yeah. a machine. Just like... Yeah. Woo. So, yeah, like, he, why waste that talent? <laughs> oh. I guess he was just like, I, I did it. I, I got the record out there. And <laughs> that's if, it. What if they made a deal with the devil? And <laughs> this is very plausible. Follow me. Yeah, uh, no. They, I mean, they're from the, Georgia. Yes. He came, he came down to Georgia. Yes, the devil. And yes, he, he was in a bind because he was way behind. Right, of course. And he was willing <laughs> to make a deal. So they, ma- they made that deal with him, and he was like, all right, you can put out this fire-ass record. I'll, I'll help you create it. It'll be amazing. You'll have the talent. But then you can never be in a band ever again. And and then and then Sean the fill in is like I'm just the fill in and he's like all right fine <laughs> he's like one that, he's like all right <laughs> that's <laughs> fine you, you didn't sign the contract you, you're uh, exempt but the you're rest fine. of you <laughs> if you ever <laughs> just the devil's guy's hands over his eyes like I can't yeah. see you yeah it's, uh, you don't uh, you're not. Um, all right. oh yeah so <laughs> that's good I like that. Um, I did ask uh, Ezra about the name change uh, after finding out that they, they used to be called something. He said, uh, oh, actually, before we get into that, I wanted to talk about how they um, uh, linked up with uh, uh, Death Wish. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says, uh, I'm sorry, I have it. I have it right here. OK, uh, he says, with the release of the downpour full length, uh, we started touring quite a bit. We knew Converge uh, from them playing in Atlanta and ended up playing a string of shows with them in American Nightmare in the winter Sick. of 2001. And I was like, "That's a, that would be a great show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Converge, American Nightmare, and the Power and the Glory. I guess Downpour at the time, but yeah. Yeah, um, I haven't looked up videos of this band yet, like playing live, but no, I, I, haven't. Wa- I, I want to because I want to see what they... I assume <laughs> that they are... Uh, very impressive live. Yeah, probably yeah, very uh, chaotic live. Um, yeah, um, but he says, early in 2002, we toured the Southeast with Converge and Hatebreed, uh, the week oh, uh, per- uh, Perseverance came out, you know, Fucking no big deal, nuts. just that record. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, he says those shows were massive and completely insane. And he said on that tour, Jake asked if we wanted to do a split seven inch on Death Wish with our friends Black Widows, who, Jeff, if you remember, actually, they were they they were renamed Black Cross and they were members of Breathe or Resist. We talked about that band a bunch on that yes. episode. We talked about Breathe or Resist. Yes. Um, so he said, uh, you know, we, will you do this split with Black Widows? Um, he says, we recorded our half of the split, but the band and Death Wish were not happy with the recording. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Bummer. Bummer. <laughs> yeah, and so it uh, it never came out. That's what never happened. So <laughs> like, then we sought out the Dark Lord and made a deal with him. <laughs> yeah that's when the that's when satan came into the picture <laughs> yes that's that's when we accepted satan into our hearts <laughs> uh, it, if those two tra- like those tracks from the split then are they on this record i that i don't maybe, know maybe like maybe like re-recorded re- re- yeah, yeah. versions i don't so, know he did mention that the follow-up um, uh, question to ezra send him a question be like do, <laughs> he did say do, that he's the, like do they exist somewhere yeah like do they exist on this record are those songs like can if they don't if they haven't been released can, can we release them re- can we release them <laughs> through our our record label that doesn't exist yet? yeah totally um i do know that the black cross black widows songs were released on a uh a different thing so those songs definitely exist i don't know about these songs mm-hmm. though um but yeah so he goes on to say 
at some point while we were on tour that summer, we played Boston. And after a little bit of back and forth with Jake and Trey over the next week or so, they asked us to do a full length with them. I don't. So like the band and the label both hated those split songs, but they still were like, we, we, we want you to do it. Yeah, the, um, the label is like, OK, we want you to do a full length, but we don't want it to sound anything like those fucking songs. That- <laughs> don't you fucking dare yeah. bring that into here. <laughs> Oh, uh, he says, I don't remember the exact order of events, but I do remember Ken was on the phone with Jake confirming that we were going to do the record moments before we were about to play at CBGB. Ken hung up on the f- hung up the phone right as we walked on stage and I introduced the song. Oh, fuck. I introduced the song The Girl Who Stole the Eiffel Tower, which is on this record, mm-hmm. a few songs into the set as being, quote, a song on our upcoming LP on Death Wish, end quote, which was a surprise <laughs> which was a surprise for some of the other band members. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. You can just imagine them like on stage and they're like, say what? What excuse Hold on. me? What did he just say? <laughs> Ken's like, yeah, totally. And everyone's like, what? What are you new to? <laughs> God damn yeah, it. He's like, yeah, I just got off the uh, the landline phone call <laughs> confirming this. No, it was a car phone. He- <laughs> oh, yeah. a, sat- a satellite phone. Sat- yeah, just like, whoosh. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then lastly, he said, our experience with Death Wish was mostly positive. We had a few disagreements with them over fairly minor things, but Ken and I had known Jake and Trey for several years by the time we started working with them so we could communicate in a pretty direct manner. So oh. overall, good experience with Death Wish, which is mostly what we hear. So, uh, but yeah, and then the the last main thing I wanted to talk about before we get into the actual record, even though we're fucking 30 so minutes w- in on this when, point. When did they change their name to the that's, power and the glory, though? That's the last thing I was going to talk about. So Because they were still downpour when they got asked to do the full length. To do the split. Okay. They were not, so he says, so downpour was set to record, oh, no, 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 sorry, you're right. No, no, no. So, so downpour yeah. was set to record the full length for Death Wish, but as this was the era of American Nightmare being sued over the, their name, as well as Black Widows being sued over their name, uh, we soon received a cease and desist from some sh- <laughs> from some shit new metal band, <laughs> mm. and we had to change our name. We changed. I thought the name. that downpour sounded familiar to me, and I feel like it's because knew, it's a new metal, the band. new metal band. <laughs> I knew the new metal band. Uh, he said we changed the name to the Power and the Glory a couple weeks before we went on tour, which was confusing for people as we were still selling downpour records. But yep. all of our new new merch was the Power and the Glory. He said we played our first show with the new name in early July 2003. So Ooh, that's when on. they 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 officially became the Power and the Glory was in 2003, right before this record came out. So yeah, uh, a lot. Of, I mean. Very, very tied into Death Wish. Definitely, they were friends. They were touring with Converge, so it makes sense. You know. Did they say anything yeah. about like? Did Did Ezra say to you anything about like where the name came from? No, he didn't mention that. Um, it is an interesting name. Yeah. Um, from what I read online, uh, it's a reference to the Lord's Prayer, but I don't really know. Well, yeah, uh, that, that it's the last. At oh the yeah, end the power of the, and the, the end glory. Of, of course, of course. Yeah, thine I, is the power and the glory forever. But I there's also there's also a book called the power and the glory oh, okay. in the forties, but it's probably a reference to the Lord's prayer, which hopefully they're not super religious. Cause I have they been making, making a lot of jokes about them, uh, <laughs> making a deal with, uh, Lucifer, the fallen angel, <laughs> yeah. uh, the All morning, right. the morning star as it were. Um, 
<laughs> Actually, I know for a fact that they uh, they are not um, uh, uh, Christian because okay i'm sorry i keep saying this but i have like he ezra really gave me a lot of information and there's not okay. a lot of information about the band out there so i just want to get this out there into the world okay um but so he says the band was always an odd fit for the time period atlanta was a very politically engaged scene throughout the 90s we were definitely a product of that thread of 90s hardcore and we were always a bit on the crust side this was all before the kind of Hydra head death wish southern lord boom that kind of normalized bands fusing metal noise hardcore and crust which i'm gonna pick, take a pause here i was discussing this with a friend of mine in my mind it has never been weird for those things to be fused together because i didn't start listening into it until way later you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah same like like nowadays like no one would bat an eye about a band like this sounding or like coming out right now you know what i mean right. yeah yeah like but i guess back then it was it was like a bigger deal um, well, so like I said earlier, like you've got bands like Rise and Fall, Trap Them, right. Black Breath and stuff, who were very much like all kind of came out around the same time that mm -hmm. were like, they may not, well, they may cite this band as an influence, I don't know, but like they've kind of elevated the sound that the power and the glory had and took it to the next level. And as you say, that's become normal for us who kind of yeah, grew yeah. up listening to that sound. I think that this record... <laughs> You know, like you said, uh, Tim, like it laid the groundwork, but it is more of like a hard mashup of the genres because mm. because there are there's like songs on here. They're like a minute long. And then there are songs on here. They're like seven minutes long. That's that true. like that, like definitely lean to like the very like metal leaning. And then this over here is like a very like crusty song. But like. They, you know, they were like, they were like at the beginning of blending the the genres, which are like next to each other, but like they're like blending those sounds, but still making like five and six and seven minute long songs. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's it's it. I was surprised that those long songs existed on the after hearing the first song on the record. Open. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. I was very surprised to find like super long songs on the record. Um, all right, pause on that. I promise this is the last little bit, and then we'll get into the actual music. Um, because I wanted to mention this is where he says, uh, we were also very outspoken about veganism, atheism. See, this is why I know that they were not a Christian band and being anti-capitalist. We had a distro at our merch table with all kinds of progressive and anarchist literature. People often didn't know what to make of us. Right. Uh, we talked a lot of we talked a lot of shit on and off stage about nonsense. OK, this is all direct quotes about nonsense, like the creeping acceptance of terrible Christian rock bands. And he says, and he says, garbage like Norma Jean or any, uh, or yeah, <laughs> uh, another Atlanta band uh, or any tooth and nail bands that have no place in hardcore. Damn. Ooh. <laughs> Lamb, Lamb, uh, Lamb, 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 Maybe that's why they're calling it the power and the glory. It's like a, a thumb in uh, their like nose. A, like a jab. Yeah, honestly. Um, like at, at them. Um, See, now goes, you've given that context, I think it's quite interesting, like, looking at some of the song titles, like, yep. God and Gold, like, yep. that's yeah. atheism and capitalism mm -hmm. right there, straight oh, off yeah. the bat, sort of thing. Yep. So, so it really does make, it does make a lot of sense now, like, uh, hearing this information from him. Um, and then he goes on to say, we are all, we also regularly targeted uh, meathead hardcore, uh, and he said, although we were weirdly popular with some really violent crews in the Northeast, which, uh, is, <laughs> which is which is like a common thing with a lot of these like these bands and it's just like 
we're making fun of you. And they're like, yeah. and, and, and they're, they're like, like, fuck yeah, fuck they're yeah. like, they're like, yeah, man, let me get that hoodie. <laughs> That's sick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he says, and the whole trust kill related misogynistic sex metal thing of that time period. Damn. Oh, fuck oh, yeah, me. Dude, this dude don't give a fuck. He's, He's not holding him out. back at all, I is he? I love it. Uh, and then the last one, last thing he calls out is, and cringy youth crew brotherhood slash unity crap. So he just really did not like a lot of this stuff. Uh, and he goes, more shows than I can count alienating kids who were not into something we said or did while playing kids breaking CDs. They had already bought littering them, <laughs> oh. littering them on our van because something we had said or done bummed them out. Nice. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, for Damn. sure. I mean, they, they just, they, they went, they went for it. <laughs> I really went for it. I love that. I, I love that. Um, on the last episode, we uh we talked we had uh skylar from the band taking meds on and we were talking about how a lot of bands like skimp on the names of their songs like they name their songs like willy-nilly kind of and mm. i love that these song titles are like i don't know i just love all these titles like v is for vulture uh fuck thunder fucking thunder and fucking uh, lightning <laughs> yeah fuck and then the next song is called fucking lightning uh motherfuck john wayne is <laughs> that, a song that one's it. fucking brilliant so, so good, good. Like, i love it um, um but yeah it's cool. it's cool all right well let's let's actually get into the music then i think we're we're <laughs> 40 minutes yep. <laughs> we are now longer than some of our, our just episodes so yep. that's fine um all right like i said just off the top i like this record a lot yeah me yeah, too i'm into fucking it love it's it. fucking good uh I'm it, super bummed i didn't know this band was from my state same and you know this is the only time we're gonna uh you know this is the only episode that we will talk about i mean we might bring them up but this is the only episode that we're going to be focused on this covering band. them yeah mm. so i'm not i'm not mad that we just took 40 minutes to talk about the history because <laughs> this is the only time <laughs> yeah. we're gonna do it yeah exactly uh, and also having tim on who's who's a fan and uh can you know talk talk about his experiences but yeah like I don't think in a bad way uh this band reminds me of converge and yep. like it, it, yeah you know, combining the metal crust and hardcore in ways that Converge were doing. And, uh, you know, the production is is helmed by Kurt Ballou. And so like the it's, album art, the album art's done by Jake Bannon, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like, but like it, it's not. Um, what's the what's the word? It's not it, it's not a like for like, is it? Like, it's, exactly, exactly. They're, it's yeah, they're not they're not biting Converge. Yes. Yeah, they like, are, they are peers of Converge. Yeah, it's like they've kind of taken like this is no slight on Converge because I fucking love that band, but it's like that. It, obviously, in those days, they kind of like saw what Converge were doing and were mm -hmm. like almost spinal tapping it and turning it up to eleven kind of thing. It's just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They and that and you know since they turned it up to eleven, they gave all of their creative force into this one record and they were they were just, they were just like that's it we're done we're we can't, out we can't create anything ever again <laughs> um, well the hands I, were tied by the devil so they could yeah, yeah, we true. we true. will be in breach of contract <laughs> if you will uh, our devilly contract yeah. um but yeah, I, I, you know, the music, at least, okay, so the the way the record is kind of like paced out, it's like the first five songs are just 
bangers. They're fast. They're mm-hmm. aggressive. Mm. They they don't really last a long time. I think they're mostly like two minutes or less. Yep. And then you hit, uh, you know, and so like I feel like this album is kind of in two parts. So you have that first five song chunk that could have been an EP on its own. Like, yeah, just, that's what very- I was going to that's what I was going to say. Like the first five songs feel like a record unto themselves. Yes. Um, like, you know, it feels like a seven inch. And then there are like these long as fuck songs later on in the record. Um, right. And so you have uh, track number six, which is uh, the longest song on the record. It's like seven minutes long, which is uh, high winds Hot. and heavy seas, which I hope is about pirates <laughs> <laughs> to be honest i don't know because the lyrics were impossible to find on uh, yeah. <laughs> online so i have no idea what he was saying because the vocals are so distorted i don't know what he's saying <laughs> i was trying to do the same like a couple of these songs i was just sort of like oh i want to know what like he's saying he's like nope can't nope. find that anyway <laughs> can't, no can't find it um but yeah so like and then you have the second half of the record which starts with the high wind song and they that's they start bringing more melodic stuff into the songs i mean there's 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 brief bits of melodicness in like number track three i think or something but like melody uh, yes there's there's brief there's brief bits of melody melodicness the melodicness (laughs) you know you know what i'm saying (laughs) there's brief bits of melody in those songs but what's the what's the symbology this is the symbology um but yeah uh the, the the second half of the record is when it really really comes in on its own like track six and ten specifically are very like slow um mm. melodic songs uh, as opposed to the fast aggressive nature of the other songs um i think uh track eight the girl who stole the eiffel tower the one that he announced that they were on death wish or whatever mm. uh is it's that kind of feels like the single to me i don't know if you guys got the f- that feel uh see for me i think it's purely just because it comes after high winds is motherfuck John Wayne because it comes <laughs> back in with that punch. Yes, right, but I, right. I, but I think it's because there's that juxtaposition because you've just had that kind of like slower, kind of, almost like that song kind of gives you a chance to breathe after mm-hmm. those first five songs. Yeah, it's like then, yeah, it's like it's like the interlude between the first five. And yeah, then, and then motherfuck John Wayne. But then you get a gut, gut punch again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it, it does. It does immediately cut back to just like boom, boom, boom. boom. Like, yeah. like I really want. I don't know. I'm sure that there. I doubt that a shirt in my size exists of this band that I could easily get. Uh, but uh, I feel like I'm probably going to bootleg a shirt of, <laughs> of the power and the glory, which it's probably going to be their logo on the front. And then on the back in big block letters, it's just going to say motherfuck John yes, Wayne. Yes, motherfuck <laughs> See, John Wayne. I have a feeling that shirt did exist. It has like, to have. Yeah. Like I have vague memories of like seeing that at shows. <laughs> oh, like on the yeah, like on the back of like just yeah, yeah. In the in the era of giant like block font back, oh, yeah. back print yeah. shirts where you're just reading like it was like bands like were just trying to figure out like the most ridiculous thing that they could put on the back of their shirt. <laughs> well, I'm I'm sure you must have seen the Cradle of Filth one, surely. Which one? Which one? Cradle of Filth over here, they they did one that was literally just in massive letters says Jesus is a cunt. Oh, oh yes, yep, yes, yep, 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 yep. that one. And they're like uh the one that pops into my head always is the band Iced Earth had one that was like uh it was like death to poser metal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I remember the straight edge shirts like one that just said like fuck you and your fucking cigarettes, but just like fuck, fuck just like boom boom yeah. boom, like huge letters and like gold foil or something. Yeah, like oh, yeah, it was just like <laughs> more and more ridiculous as it went. 
Exactly. I'm um, pretty sure I wrestled a bear once. I wrestled a bear once had like a rainbow foil yep. block block font print shirt, and I was just like, <laughs> too much. I can't even oh, can't even Lord. look at the shirt. It hurts my face. <laughs> hurts my eyes to look at it. Uh, I I will say this is a little uh, this is a little inside baseball, but Jeff, I when I I'm gonna send this to our uh, our friend um, Matt Zagorski. Uh, he needs to hear this record. Oh yeah, I thought that when I was listening to what the fuck does inside baseball mean? It, it means like <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it means like uh, no one outside of maybe the two of us will understand what I'm saying. Like it's like like when people are talking like when they're talking inside baseball, it's like when baseball gets like really specific and you're talking about things that no one knows about, like except like people who are. I'm sorry. Moment. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean, Jeremy. Don't right, worry. right. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just so <laughs> flabbergasted by you making See, a sports reference. I'm in a band called Sports Reference, Jeff. I know what sports are. <laughs> that was that was my joke. I know. See, we may not know better not than know. Ezra, Jeff, but we, no. but we know what inside baseball we know, is. We know what inside <laughs> baseball is. <laughs> so you could so you couldn't talk inside baseball with me about better than Ezra. No. <laughs> you could talk inside baseball with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have never you've never heard better than Ezra. No, I don't, I've never even I, heard that I name al- before. I almost guarantee that you have heard better than Ezra, Jeremy. Oh, okay. what label were they on? I don't know. They were, a, they were they were a they were a huge mid nineties alternative band like like third eye blind type band. Oh, like, inter- okay, that's not I what rem- I thought it was going to be at all. I remember so. running through the wet grass. I'll have to look it up. Desperately wanting. <laughs> You're doing a great job here with these songs. Yeah, definitely, you're nailing it. All right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm sure you, Ezra is fucking stoked that we're we've talked about better than Ezra a bunch on this. Yes, absolutely. He's like, he, I'm sure he's like, cool, fuck yeah, all right. He's like, thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> never fucking, never fucking heard that joke before. Maybe he hasn't because apparently there are people in this world <laughs> that don't fucking know who better than Ezra is. All right, I'm done. All right, let's talk about the artwork. I'm not real quick. done. Listen here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Because right. before about- you go on to the artwork, I just want to say, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you were saying about like the 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 songs that were done for the split. Yeah, I'd be interested to see because, like, if you look at the track listing, like fucking thunder and fucking lightning, like they oh, stand yeah. out Ooh, in terms of format. That's so I don't true. know if they were the the songs that could be could have been the ones that were re-recorded. Because I'm like, gonna have I'm gonna have to send them an email. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, do, I would, I would I say do that. Be like, hey, quick question. Or Ezra, if you hear this, just let me know. <laughs> he's, he's not listening. No, he's not. It's fine. <laughs> he was like, "Thanks for letting me tell my my stories, but uh, that's all I needed." He's like, he's like, and dumped, and he's like, "I'm out." Yeah, he's, and, he's, and then he's like, "Also, in my deal with the devil, I'm not allowed to listen to music anymore." So. <laughs> I, I, I can't. What's a podcast? I've never yeah, been allowed to. I actually am not allowed to listen to any audio recordings. Anymore, <laughs> so. um, but yeah, so the, the record, 10 songs, it's about 36 minutes long. Uh, but like a lot of that is in that last half of the record. Mm-hmm. The first five songs are really it's done in like ten, less than 10 minutes for the, yeah, first, like, the first half. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first half of the record is a third of the time. The yeah, first, exactly. the first, the first half of the songs, yes, are a third of the time of the record. Yeah, for sure. But I, I, I do think that the pacing really does work. And honestly, yeah, I'm, like I'm it. glad that they they threw all those fast songs at the beginning, but held on to motherfuck John Wayne until that mm-hmm. second half. Mm-hmm. I think that I think the the pacing uh, uh, and track listing really works for me. Um, yeah, if 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 MFJW wasn't <laughs> where it is on the record i think that i would have like burned out in the second half of the record right but but they put that song there and i think that it's very smart um tim you were saying is is mother is mfjw <laughs> uh your favorite <laughs> song on the record yeah yeah most i think it's yeah. mine too i really i, I do like really it. like it i like v is for vulture a lot the second song mm-hmm. I, I i really do like that song it's got a really cool break early on that's very groovy mm-hmm. uh and it, it it also just like it's crazy that they have one guitarist i understand that on recordings you, you generally have you know he plays twice and whatever like that but like you know just the the fact that they're able to create this kind of like wall of sound that they have with like a pretty stripped back lineup, you know, mm. it's pretty cool. Um, and I think that, that a lot of that shows on that, on that song. Uh, That's the thing. Like, I think within like the sort of production of it, like I, I mentioned, like the drumming earlier, like Ezra's voice is very sort of distorted, which is obviously mm-hmm. what they're kind of going for, but the instrumentation, like, okay, like the guitar is going through numerous pedals and feedback and whatever, mm-hmm. but the guitars and the drums sit really high and like they yeah. stand like they're not drowning out Ezra's vocals, but they sit in a position where like you really take note of them. I just yeah. found the lyrics to the record. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, sick <laughs> on spiritofmetal.com. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks spirit of metal. I have to check them out <laughs> to check them out. But yeah, you know, the mix is done really well. I think they, they, everything sits where it needs to, to really yeah. get that, uh, that force behind it. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, Oh, Ooh. I do have a, I do have a, a little note about their recording. Uh, Ezra said, I think our record was the second album recorded in the Salem incarnation of God city. I believe old man gloom, uh, was the first band to record there. They had just finished tracking a couple days before us and Kurt played a couple tracks for us. So that's cool. They were the second band to do that. Yeah. What's up, Jeff? So, so, I was looking at the end of God and Gold because I want to know what he was saying there. Um, yes, that was the one I was trying to look for. Yeah, so the la- the lyrics at the end of that song are, when every clock face can't keep from mocking, when every back can't keep from breaking, just keep listening for the angels singing, just keep swallowing what they keep feeding, just keep hoping, just keep bleeding, just keep dying and never stop believing. Wow. Oh, fucking <laughs> heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm going to send you this link. Yeah, please do. Um, in the group. So, yeah, uh, real, real quick about the artwork. Um, you know, it. We, we do see a lot of these uh, Jacob Bannon pieces uh, doing discography because, I mean, he's he's an artist. He, he likes to be in control of uh, not in control, but he likes to uh, have his input on things or whatever. And he does uh, he likes, contribute he likes to be involved. Yeah, exactly. He likes to contribute his stuff towards his bands. So I immediately saw this and immediately knew it was a Jacob uh-huh. Jacob Bannon yeah. piece. I do think it is a pretty cool piece. Um, yeah. I like the the the. It's like a they're holding the olive branch and the arrows, but it's not like an eagle. It is, but it's got it's got, it's got the skull on it or whatever. I like it. It's cool. Um, mm-hmm. I would I would be interested to see like the rest of the layout of this record because 
Jacob Bannon at this point, they started doing some really cool stuff with like layouts and things like that. Hmm. Maybe one day I'll get a, a copy of that record. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, all right. Well, before we uh, utterly wrap up on the band, uh, I have I don't want to say all these because there's a lot of them, but Ezra gave me a couple crazy tour stories. I thought you guys might be interested. Oh, in. Sick. Nice. Uh, he did five of them. I'll read two uh, uh, uh so this one they're they're just no longer and i just okay so this one is really good uh he said uh our bass player who did the tours after call me armageddon came out whose name is alan owen uh he, him and i both got really crazy staph infection while on oh, tour fuck. because he had accidentally smashed the living shit out of my face when i collided with his headstock <laughs> during the first week of tour and a few weeks later i had a life-threatening infection in my face that had me in the hospital in chicago for 10 days jesus he said i had to get my face cut open several times which meant the doctors had to sever some nerves in my face this is fucking crazy ezra holy shit uh, he said the rest of the band went back to Atlanta and Alan was then in the hospital for a week with a staph infection the size size of a baseball in his arm. Oh, like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that makes my stomach hurt. It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. Um, uh, he OK, so here's one. Um, he said uh, another. Cra- OK, uh, we bribing cops while playing shows in Mexico. He said uh, <laughs> amazing. This uh, is a fucking thing. Yeah, he said, well, he said Brian was on probation almost the entire time the band was touring and had to call in on a daily basis. We forged documents a number of times for contracts and that kind of thing. So Brian could leave the state. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Uh, And then and then this is the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll mention one of his crazy tour stories. He said. Um, we played a real a real sweatshop for sock production in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, he said, totally weird. The shop floor was filled, tightly packed uh, with sewing machine workstations. We got there late, but the other bands had seen the workers leave the building based on a whistle system that directed their every mo- uh, movement. Uh, we were playing in the front atrium of the building. Still odd to know what was happening throughout the day. That is crazy. Just, yeah, I mean. Especially for a band like this. Right. Like, like that has like, opinions an- about anti-capitalist that. views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's very interesting. Um, but yeah, he said we love those kinds of shows and DIY spaces, squats or anything on that spectrum. Because he, he also said they, they played like this used tire shop in San Antonio, stuff mm. like that. But yeah, so uh, you guys got any more last last thoughts on the record before we. Uh, my thoughts are you guys should. Sorry, sorry. You got you guys should fucking listen to it. If you haven't, I, I never heard this band before. And. Uh, it is. It will not disappoint you. It's fucking good. The other thing I was going to say about the artwork is like the colors yep. of it is like it's kind of a weird kind of like sepia tone, sort of like mm. yellow kind of thing. Right. And I think like comparative to some of the other stuff like Deathwish had done up until this point, it was quite like bold, like to have like just one predominant color to like stand out. For sure. And I thought, right. like as I said, like I was drawn to the artwork in the in the beginning. So oh, I think absolutely. That's, that's definitely something that makes this record stand out as well. Yeah, it's. I think. I, would lo- I, think it's I would cool. love. I would love to have this as like a fucking like a banner or something. Oh, yeah. like, mm. a, like a like a wall banner. It's fucking. It's sick. Well, you can get yeah, one of the pins. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. Well, uh, let's move on then. Um, as we mentioned at the the top of the show, uh, Deathwish. 
has put out a, a new record uh, yep. called uh, Blood from the Soul. Uh, has have yeah, you, have yeah. you guys checked that out yet? It's no. fucking sick. I it's so cool. good. I listened to the 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 first single they dropped or whatever. I haven't listened to the right. record yet. Yeah, the whole record is out now, and they put up pre-orders for the vinyl because mm. uh, you know the the pandemic has greatly affected how they do stuff. So yeah. they, they released the digital first vinyl be out in like 2021. I, I, I pre-ordered a copy. I, I do enjoy the record. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's another cool, you know, uh, Jacob Bannon band. So yep. we talked, mm-hmm. we talked about it a bunch uh, a couple weeks ago when it got announced. Um, it's pretty cool, but yeah, check it out. If, if you want, it's out in, in full now. And the um, what's the other band uh, blunt razors that's, that's coming out in like, a week or two as well yeah. so mm-hmm. death wish busy month for them this week or this month i think it's quite interesting with blood from the soul like with like jacob like obviously he's had that record out and then he had the Umbravita one out earlier this yep. year and they're both like they're really contrasting styles so like i know obviously like he's done other stuff in the past like where your wounds and things like that so we've mm-hmm. seen he's not just this one trick pony but like right. to hear the difference in his voice in two records in one year is really cool. absolutely I wonder, my thought is like Jeremy and I just released our first, uh, the first recording from our pandemic project, which is mm. uh, a band called Pope Boner. And <laughs> which it, is a brilliant name. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but it, I wonder if like Jacob was running into the same thing where it was just like, fuck, I can't do anything that I normally would be doing. Like, and it's like creating these like new projects or like, becoming part of these projects and just like stepping outside because like for mm. me the, the like my vocals are way different on this project than they are in our normal band and like it's just like just doing stuff different. to be creative you know just, yeah. just to do it like i mean i i was hearing rumors uh earlier this year that converge was supposed to have a big year for like they were going to put out maybe put out a new record and there was gonna well, they be were, like they, they were tour they were going to do a bunch of festivals and stuff yeah and, yeah exactly so it's like I wonder if like that's being that was being pushed off because Converge didn't want to maybe do anything without those big festivals. And so uh-huh. he was like, well, I, if I can't do Converge and where are your wounds just put out a record like last year, he's like. And so he started these other projects or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I, think, I, guess, I, think, I guess we'll see. I think Umbravita was already something that was kind of in the yeah, pipeline. Right, but right. Th- but with Buff and the Soul, yeah, I think it might have been something that he would kind of I just love the tag in later. I just love that Jacob Bannon's in a band with the dude from Job for a Cowboy. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm fucking, I love that. I go to that sleep cool. at night and like smile at night when I go to bed because of it. I'm just like, man. Yeah, he, that's it. They, they fucking did it. They're in a band <laughs> together. Hell yeah. Uh, all right well uh let's move on to what we have been listening to this week um i'll start off uh i've been listening to some friends of ours friends of the pod zeta a band called zeta they're an absolutely incredible band tim if you never listened to them um genuinely one of the best bands i've ever seen in my entire life live awesome uh they are mind-blowingly good um, they have a lot of, uh, live videos out on the internet, but if I were to recommend one, uh, I, I, well, if I were to recommend two, I would say watch their set from the fest last year, fest, uh, 18, um, or yeah, eight, eight, I don't know, whatever, 19, whatever, <laughs> uh, the fest, the numbering is confusing. Uh, the fest last year, they did a, uh, album release show 
Uh, and there's a lot of there's I think there were like 11 members on stage at one point. <laughs> yeah, they're they're from Venezuela. Uh, oh, wow. Originally. Originally. Yeah. Uh, oh, now, okay. th- now they they uh, have gained citizenship in the States. Um, they're like Miami based now, basically. But, uh, but yeah, they're they're amazing. They're Absolutely incredible. And the gen- most genuine people you'll ever meet. Um, but yeah, I've been listening to Zeta a lot this week. Uh, and then also uh, Nails uh, put up a reissue of a uh, their first LP. Uh, it's mm. like the 10-year anniversary or something like that. Um, so I have been listening to that record a lot because I like that record a lot. And then each subs- subsequent record I like less because it just kind of sounds... It's just like more of the same. They don't really yeah, like yeah. go anywhere different. So it's just like... I don't I don't need to hear another full length that sound, you know, this first one's good enough. Um, and then <laughs> and then the last thing I was going to mention is, Tim, uh, you, you got me listening to them because I uh, slow fire pistol. Yeah, um, I, mean, I, know I recommended them. Yeah, I recommended them to you because you, you posted that foundation record. But slow fire pistol, absolutely incredible new uh, kind of screamo band uh, members of foundation. Uh, they're from Atlanta. They did a split earlier this year with uh, portrayal of guilt. Uh, but I've been listening to Slow Fire Pistol a bunch. It's some good mm. shit. Yeah, uh, I was good. That was actually one of the ones I was going to mention because you obviously recommended them to me. And for sure, it's very much like up my alley. Like as much as I love my hardcore stuff, I'm very much into like my screamo as well. And that's like the the type of screamo that I like. And no, the fact cool. there's a dude from Foundation as well, like just ticks another box. Yeah, for that me, dude is, is cool. uh, very talented because he also played drums and Dead in the Dirt. Uh, which yeah. is insane. Fucking nuts. I miss yeah. that band so much. <laughs> Me too. Uh, but uh, Jeff, or, or sorry, uh, you've been listening to anything else, Tim? Um, so yeah, I've been listening, as I say, the Sofi Pistol record. Um, been listening to the new Sharptooth uh, record, which came out yeah. earlier this yeah. year, Transitional Forms. That's been on a heavy repeat recently. We uh, um, we we crossed up with them. We played the same venue the same day as them at Fest a couple years ago. Yeah, uh, that's where we first met Sharptooth. They, uh, mm. but that that's where I became aware of that band that day, and I was yeah, like, holy so shit, w- this band is good. So they played. Uh, there's a festival here in the UK called Outbreak, which is like mm-hmm. oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the big hardcore festival here in the UK, yeah. and and they played it last year, and I hadn't heard them up until that point, and they completely blew me away. Mm-hmm. And then obviously this record came out, and it's just like stepped yeah. up another level. Mm-hmm. So that's been a heavy one. Um, I kind of went a bit like. I've kind of been going a bit nostalgic in some of the stuff I've li- like, as you obviously saw Jeremy like listening to Foundation. Oh yeah, but um, there was a band from the UK that were they were only around for a short time, um, but they were kind of like a fast core power violent straight edge band called Never Again. Um, okay. So I've been listening to their like they've they've got like a discography which is called Year One, and mm. it's literally like all because the, they they didn't do a full length, they just did like loads of seven inches and this mm-hmm. is just like all those compiled onto one um so that's like really cool fast straight edge stuff and then more recently just because they put a new single out on friday and then i went back to their most recent record um fuming mouth like oh yep. yeah that's a good band yeah that new single is just heavy as it, fuck it's like apocalyptic heavy i haven't listened to it yet but like my fucking instagram has like the stories have just been nothing but like people being yeah. like oh my god this fucking fuming mouth song is yeah, that a uh, record coming out on triple b i know their last record I, did. I, think, I just couldn't remember 
I think they've moved. I'm not okay, I just, sure. I, I just no, yeah, was trying so, to no, remember. It's, it's nuclear blast. Oh, oh shit! Okay, that's uh, yeah. that's a big of a bit of a jump. That's crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, but that's cool. the thing. Like, you can tell that, like, say this record has a lot more of like, well, from the from the single they've put out, it's a lot more metal in tone mm-hmm. compared to the the. The previous record yeah, which is yeah, on yeah. triple b right so they've obviously clearly lent into that kind of nuclear blast sound i feel sort of i thing. feel like i'm seeing that so much with a lot of of bands hardcore bands that didn't break up from the past mm. like five years you know like they started out as like hardcore bands and like as those dudes are like growing up like their hair is getting longer <laughs> yeah. and they're all wearing the same obituary hat that's like <laughs> like curved down over their face and they're all like their bands are turning into metal bands and like i couldn't be like more fucking stoked because yeah. i'm just like i mean yeah. i like i like hardcore too i love hardcore but like it's sick to watch these guys be like damn metal is cool we shouldn't have made fun yeah. of those kids but, yeah for sure well cool oh yeah i uh i've been listening to um the uh, fucking Appleseed cast. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I've yeah. Been, I've been listening to the record Two Conversations" by the Appleseed cast for a Patreon episode that we're gonna do. I've never heard that band ever, so like I'm becoming, uh, you know, familiar f- familiar with it. But um, I listened to that a lot this week. I've been listening to this death this death metal band from Gainesville called War Florch. War, 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 flirch. It's W H A flirch. W H A R F L U R C H. Um, it's uh, Mamo's in that band, right? Yeah, a friend yeah, of ours I, named John Mamo is. Uh, he's the drummer from a band that we did some touring with, but he is the vocalist in this band, and it's fucking good, man. It's it's just like straight up like death metal. It's got like an old school vibe to it. Um, I've been listening to that. I've been listening to this band called Livid, which is like a two-piece hardcore band, power violence kind of band. Mm-hmm. Um, they put out uh, a, a record with our friends at No Time Records recently. And uh, and just today, I started listening to um, the new Tim Berry record that just came out. It's called Live 2018. Oh shit! I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I didn't it, even know this was out. It's a double live album. Or well, it's, it's a well, it's a live album of two shows. Uh, he played. Oh, he, played cool. he, he played two nights in a row at, at, at in his hometown in Richmond, and um, it's it's pretty cool to me because like I didn't realize that this was gonna be like a record when these those shows were happening, but it, it's from 2018. But he made this big deal on Facebook where he was like, hey, like give me some suggestions. Like what, what should I play at these hometown shows? And like, I like gave him this list and he responded on Facebook and was like, fuck yes, I'm going to play that. And I'm definitely going to play that. And then like the songs that I suggested are on his fucking damn, that's that's awesome. Awesome. His, his live record. Like, I don't know. I, um, it's, he, I don't know if you're familiar with him, Tim, but he's like a, he's a singer songwriter um he was in the band avail he was the singer for that band oh yeah Um, yeah yeah but he's like he plays he's an acoustic he plays acoustic guitar and sings but um at this live show there on some of his records this happens too but it doesn't happen live very much 
but on at this at these shows there's a cellist playing with him also oh sick and uh like a, a drummer playing with like brushes um hmm. but some of his songs like the arrangement of these songs that i've heard a lot like they're like arranged slightly different so it's cool to like hear these new like versions of these songs like some of them are slower than they normally are some of them are faster than they normally are and i don't know like no it's cool sometimes live records i don't care but like singer 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 songwriter live records i don't know like i feel like they're always worth listening to because like the experience is worth like hearing because like you know you never know what stories those they're gonna tell that night you never know like you know i would say 90 percent of live records i don't give a fuck about yeah uh, yeah. i mean i just don't well, yeah, we've talk, we talked about it on the on the yeah. pod before like. but like yeah like the live records i do care about i, I could list on like one hand you know basically one hand and yeah. uh, that last tim barry live record was mm-hmm. is one of those it's a yep. fantastic amazing record and yeah. just like hearing his interactions with the crowd and like and like there's something to be said for like one person standing on stage with a guitar singing and like a thousand people singing the words that you fucking wrote like loud as shit back at you. Like I, I get, I get goosebumps just like hearing that on people's records, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that, that's what I've been listening to. War, 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 flirch, war, flirch and, uh, Timberry. Cool. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to listener shit. Listener shit. Tim, this is where our listeners write in and uh, they ask us anything. You know, it could be about Death Wish. Will it's it be? Not, it's not. Pro- probably not. <laughs> but but uh, most of the time it's just ran- random questions, but uh, we do our best to answer them. Um, yeah. So if you're a listener and you want to send something in, you know, send it to our social medias, uh, or email, I'll get all that stuff at the end of the show yeah, or, send you it, just, send, or just send it to Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Don't, don't send it to me. Mail it to me. I don't care. <laughs> but I, if you send it to um, me, I will not fucking respond. And we have you, a leftover won't, won't uh, question, leftover question from last week because we what? were, uh, yeah, well you, you get, you, I said I had a bunch and you were like, give me four. Or, oh. So I have a leftover one. <laughs> uh, Sarah Warrender. Oh, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Uh, is cereal a soup? No, it's cereal. <laughs> well, what makes a soup a soup? Next uh, question. I... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. Next question. I, I'm going to say no, but I have a I have a real answer. Why? Why? I think a soup needs a broth and milk is not a broth. Milk is milk. What if the broth is cream based? Well, then then it becomes a bisque. A cream a cream based uh, soup is a bisque. So is cereal a bisque? That's a question. That's a different question. <laughs> cereal is not a soup, but it might be a bisque. <laughs> Man, you know life's a bisque. All right, <laughs> Tim. Tim, what do you think? This is important. <laughs> I need a I need a yes or a no, Tim. I'm, I'm saying it's not a soup. Yeah, you're right. goddamn right. It's not a soup, Tim. Sorry, Sarah. Uh, friend of the pod, friend of the pod, Jesse Brady. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, writes in. 
would you la- rather listen to Amir do Rob Stewart covers or Rod Stewart do Amir covers? Rod Stewart do Amir covers. All, all day. That's where all I'm day. At. All day. Uh, absolutely. All day. Because Amir fucking suck. That guy that wrote that in, Jesse, is uh, he's the guy that we talk about sometimes. He has an Instagram called Let's Rate Absolutely Everything. Where he where he listens to records and immediately rates them on a one to ten scale, and he just did the Amur discography. And <laughs> yes, I, 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 dude, I, I first off, I didn't know how many records that band has put out. It's a lot. Yeah. Second, <laughs> secondly, I don't think there was higher than a four. <laughs> on wrong whole, again, Jesse. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> he did that, dude. He did Terror and fucking Terror's Instagram replied to all of them. And was and no was way. like on every one they were like wrong again because he was like <laughs> like seven he was giving him like sevens and stuff which out yeah, of ten seven is, is pretty good. good seven out of yeah. ten is okay yeah, but, you, but, if, but but like yeah Terror's official Instagram was like nope wrong <laughs> on every good. there was like the little like siren emoji next to it it was like wrong <laughs> damn it's pretty good. Um, I really think that was vote, like vocal doing that as well. Yeah, that just makes it so much better. It had to be. Yeah. Uh, and then the last question, which I know I just said uh, it could be, these questions could be about Death Wish and they're probably not. This, I think, is our first Death Wish related question. We've had some. Like Death Wish label specifically. Okay. Friend of the pod, Tyler Fieldhouse. I don't know who that ten, is. Uh, from Guilt. Oh. Jeff. Uh, Tim uh, did an interview with him on his podcast as well. So we all know Tyler. Friend of you. Friend, friend, (laughs) friend of friend, friend of. Friend of friend. Friend Friend is a strong word. (laughs) Tyler writes in (laughs) and uh, he says, from the out, from your outside perspective, does it look like Death Wish values clout in any way? What in terms of the label itself? In, ter- in terms of like signing bands, and oh. I would say I would say no. I mean, yeah, I would say I'm, not really. I think no, because I think define bands... define clout like hype, like you know, like c- cool internet points. I think bands join Death Wish to gain clout. So like. An example, and I'm not I'm d- not throwing them under the bus, but like Gouge Away, like mm-hmm. they joined Deathwish and they're now getting clout because they're on Deathwish. Yeah. So, so so I don't disagree with that statement, but uh me and Jeff are in a particular situation where Gouge Away is from it's basically they're like a local band essentially. Yeah. Like like we played with them f- five, six years ago. So in my mind, when they released that uh seven inch on Secret Voice. They they were already getting the cloud. Yeah, it was yeah. before Death Wish, but Death Wish definitely gave it to him as well. Uh, I mean, what you're you're not wrong, Jeremy, but Tim is also not wrong uh, because okay, let's change the word clout to hype. Okay. I I don't think that Death Wish signs hype bands. I I, I agree one hundred percent. If you change it to hype, it, they do not sign hype bands. And I do think that. Galjoy did get a bigger audience from Secret Voice, but they got an even gigantic, huger audience from joining Deathwish. Yes, uh, but that's kind of a pathway that a lot of bands are taking, um, because Secret Voice is like an imprint, 
uh, you know, yes. like it, it's kind of like like they signed there, and then like a lot of those you know <laughs> bands that feel I feel like are going to go on to probably be on Death Wish. Hmm. Um, well, if you even strip it back to kind of like in a way, Super Voice, like Touche Amore, obviously they were on Death Wish, and then yeah went on to epitaph and and mm -hmm. things like that and other another big quote unquote bigger labels mm -hmm. and like okay like to the beat of a dead horse was getting momentum behind it but i don't think like it was Deathwish signing a hype band and they definitely got more attention and eyes on um the next record because yeah, they I, were on Deathwish. yeah i definitely think parting the sea is the record that push touche into the national spotlight yeah i, I yeah. think that i feel like death wish is signing bands that they want to sign because i mean they signed harbor lights and like that band was not they they didn't do anything they weren't huge they, they, at all yeah, they, like, yeah so like they, they weren't think, huge they didn't have like a buzz behind them you know like no no i'm not and i'm not like downing them at all like i'm saying that like you know like i think that they you know death wish became aware of them like what they were doing and fucking Signed them. I think I think Gouge Away might be the only band I would have like, let's say, OK, so recent, let's say past couple of years of, of, of Death Wish stuff. I think Gouge Away might be the only like band I would even come close to considering a hype band. And they weren't. You know what I mean? Like, and, I think mm. and I mean, I think that like hype is pejorative often in hardcore. Um, you know, people like, oh, it's a hype band. It, and it's it, it often like I think people that call call some bands hype bands are just calling them that because they're jealous. Yeah, uh, because the band is popular or successful. Mm -hmm. Like so. So as an exa another example of, of Death Wish just signing what they like. Some of my favorite releases from last year, uh, one of them was a band called Frail Body. Not that they were not putting in <sighs> the work. They were fucking, that album is rad. It's an amazing record. Uh, I actually got to see them earlier this year. Uh, they were incredible. But like um, that band was definitely not a hype band. I definitely think Signing to Death Wish is what put them up. Mm, yeah. uh, and then another band on the other end of the spectrum is Greet Death. They put out a record last year that I absolutely love. But again, not a hype band. And I don't, I think Death Wish for first off signs bands they like uh -huh. signs bands that their friends tell them about uh -huh. as in like because like you know gouge away was a touche imprint or on on secret voice which is a touche imprint and you know stuff like that and it's like harbor lights they they saw at a local show and stuff like that um but i also think they they sign bands that they know will work hard yeah mm. like i think that might be the the caveat is like death wish values hard work i think on the flip of that though as well like to kind of take the the clout aspect of it or hype or whatever you want to call it uh -huh. like bands that they work with like consistently so like throughout like a band's career or whatever like oh. for instance the last episode you did like blacklisted like right. pretty much all the blacklisted full lengths are on uh -huh. on death wish and if you take a band like cold world for example like they're bands that kind of have like a cult following uh -huh. but they don't really specifically not obviously not now because of like whatever but like even in recent times they haven't toured much they haven't put out new music that much mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. they still have the backing of death wish yeah so absolutely. yeah it's that kind of as you say it's what they want to do rather than chasing the golden goose kind of thing yeah i think golden goose is a good way to talk about like those flash in the pan hype bands or whatever like um but like i think that you know obviously it's a business and obviously like you know on some level like numbers have to come into it but like 
you know, a band, a band like Blacklisted, you know, it's something that's working with who they want to work with, but also like that record's going to sell. Like it's mm. go, it's going to sell whatever, you know, uh, no new Blacklisted record. Yes. Yeah. We're going to put it out because it's going to sell. Yeah. Right? Um, um, I, I just wanted this. Is, I think it's the last thing I'll say is like you, you mentioned the golden goose idea and not chasing the flash in the pan. Like, Death Wish put out that Sunbather record mm-hmm. uh, uh, by I was Death just, Heaven. I, I was literally thinking about that right. while you so guys like, were talking. Death Heaven was not a nothing band by any mean before that, um, but like no one could have predicted what fucking Sunbather did. That record yeah. was won in, a Grammy. That record was on iTunes advertisements, like yeah. a fucking black metal album. I understand it's you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> You know what I, it is? It, it, it's it's let's black not, metal with, not, with fucking major let, chords. Let's not make the <laughs> let's not make the internet hate us more than they already do, Jeremy. Uh, don't, anyways, don't, the views expressed by Jeremy McGuire are not the views of that Scarface <laughs> podcast. Uh, uh, but my point being, like, they put that record, they put that record out because they liked that band, and then it just so happened to have been an insanely good move for them. Yeah, and then they're this, they're they're a good judge of what right know. but like what i was gonna say and then this is the deciding factor whether or not they they go after these clout bands they could have immediately swiveled to only starting to put stuff out like death heaven because mm-hmm. they fucking and tried to capitalize it and tried to da, 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 and they didn't the next record they put out sounded nothing like death heaven they didn't right. give a shit they were just putting out stuff they want to yeah i think that's what it is i i yeah. i'm sorry tyler i don't think that they value clout not really not in a real way if that is what you meant by clout right if that's what you meant Otherwise, we just. But that's a. But no, fuck that. No, no, don't don't apologize. That's a really good question. That was a really good, you know, five minutes of conversation there. Like that was a good discussion. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tyler, for writing in. Uh, So yeah, (laughs) I think that's the first time we've really, really gone into depth on a Death Wish stuff like uh, listener shit question. Um, Mm -hmm. Next episode. Next episode, we are going to be talking about. The band cast aside with their LP, The Struggle. That'll be the next episode. Oh, yeah. uh, and and then, so yeah, uh, please subscribe and review our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, whatever. Share it around. It really helps. Uh, it, uh, you know, the algorithms. You know what I'm saying? I sound like an old man. The algorithms. <laughs> <laughs> I, used to get, hand I, clouds. I, I used to get made fun of in my band for talking about Facebook algorithms like four years ago. And now I like literally everybody's like, goddamn social media algorithms. Yeah, no, people <laughs> post selfies. They go selfie for the algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like, but, like, but like four years ago, I was like, guys, I've been reading about these fucking algorithms. And everybody's like, yo, yeah, have you? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but anyways you could speaking of social <laughs> media algorithms you could find the podcast on our social medias uh instagram at death scography pod facebook also at death Sky- death scography pod you can find us on twitter at death scography because death scography pod was too long too couldn't long. do it uh you can email us at death scography pod at gmail.com you can find me personally at iron Raygon on instagram and twitter you can find me on Instagram, Twitter at Carbomb Sermon. Tim, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. No, with it's us. Been a this, has been a, this has been a fucking blast. Um, sorry, I made a Monty Python joke at the beginning of um, <laughs> time, time together. It's all good. It's all by, good. By sorry, I mean I am not sorry at all. <laughs> um, but uh, do you want to hit them with your info where they can find you, what they should be listening F- to? Find the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, what, yeah. What so, you're doing. 
So yeah, as mentioned, obviously I do uh, just an inside podcast, which like this show you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those lovely, lovely places. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter. On both of them, it's just underscore and underscore insight, which on both of those. Um, I've also recently launched a football podcast, or as you guys call it, soccer. So if you're, <laughs> it's football. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's cool. Look, uh, look but, there's there are eight billion people in the world. And like seven billion eight hundred thousand of them call it football. Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. But yeah, so, so I also do that. It's kind of like a punk perspective on on football. It's called Punks okay. on the Pitch. Nice. So again, if people want to follow that, it's Punks with an X on the pitch because why not? Um, and yeah, I, w- I will say that I don't know what a pitch has to do with soccer. It's, it's the what field. you play on. It's the field. Oh, sick. yeah. I, I only know that because I watch the I, World I Cup could, every four I, years. Could, I could not. <laughs> I could not talk inside baseball with you no about way, no, no, with you about football. <laughs> no. Um, but and finally, if you want to find me personally, uh, I'm on Twitter, Tim underscore Backpack. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, so you guys, yeah. guys pay attention because uh, day after you can hear this, you can hear Tim talking to who did you say was coming uh, on? Uh, Andy Gibb from Thou. Yeah, fucking Andy Gibb from Thou. Check it out tomorrow uh, uh, on Just an Insight podcast. Absolutely. Um, and as always, thank you for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.